0: In this episode, we're going to talk about how much money you can make owning rental property. So we're going to break this down a couple different ways. First topic I want to get into regarding money with rental properties is researching your market to determine what the rent market looks like. In other words, how much rent can you actually charge for a one bedroom? How much rent is currently being charged for two bedrooms? How much rent for three bedrooms? And so on. We also can break this down by types of housing. So rent might differ if you own a house, like a single family home that people would rent from you versus owning like an apartment unit in an apartment complex or a condominium unit in a condominium tower or a condominium building. So there's different types of properties and they're going to have different counts of bedrooms and bathrooms and that's going to influence how much rent is being charged for that type of property and that specific amount of space and bedrooms and bathrooms. So, learning the data, figuring out the data in your market by doing research is gonna be a good starting point to give you an idea of the profitability and how much money you could make from your rental properties. Now, in terms of overall how much money you can make from rental properties, well, that's kind of a loaded question. You can make, you know, a very little amount of money or you can make millions of dollars in money. It just depends on, you know, how much quantity you have. So if you're, you know, starting off small, just buying one rental property, or maybe you're going to move out of your house and, and buy a new house and you're going to keep your old house that you just lived in and use it as a rental property. That's how a lot of people get started. So you're going to make a little bit of money from it. Now, if you're somebody who has a lot of capital, maybe you've got, you know, $5 million, for example, you could go buy a bunch of rental properties and you can collect a bunch of rental income and make a lot of money from rental income. So it's going to differ based on your own situation, if that's more of the direct kind of question you're looking or answer you're looking to get out of that question. But in terms of actually like how much money you make from rental properties, we're going to start breaking down the typical expenses so you can kind of see what the profit breakdown looks. So first things first, we want to go research your market. So let's just say, for example, you live in the Midwest and a three bedroom is renting for $1,500 a month. So... That's $1,500 you could collect potentially in rental income if you had, let's say, a three-bedroom house. So you find a tenant, they're renting that three-bedroom house from you. Month one, the rent comes due, they pay you $1,500. So you now have $1,500 that goes into your bank account. Now, what expenses are going to come out of that bank account? Well, every year you're going to pay property taxes, and you're going to have to pay insurance for the property. That way, if for some reason a storm blows your house down or a fire takes over the house, You're gonna be able to be compensated from insurance and get the value back through the insurance reimbursement. So, those are two expenses you have to pay property taxes and insurance. So, let's just say, for example, the tenant stays all 12 months in year one. So, we have a tenant who's very good at paying rent every month and they live out their one year lease that they signed. So, $1,500 a month times 12 months is gonna work out to be $18,000 in total that we're gonna collect from this three bedroom house. So imagine $18,000 coming into your bank account throughout the year. Now, if you have no expenses at the end of the year, your bank account would have $18,000 in it. Now, if property taxes on this three-bedroom house, let's say, are $2,000 and maybe property insurance is $1,000, combined, that's $3,000 in expenses that you're going to have come out of the account during the one year that your tenant was leasing the property. So $18,000 in rent is collected over the 12 months you're going to have $3,000 get taken out for insurance and property taxes. So this leaves you let's just say with $15,000 of income in the bank account. So now the differentiating factor is going to be what utilities do you pay for? What does your tenant pay for? Were there any repairs that happened throughout the year? Any capital expenses like replacing the roof or replacing a furnace or water heater, that sort of thing. So Really, it could end up that you make $15,000 off this three-bedroom property if you have no additional expenses. However, for most rental properties, the landlord still usually pays for the water and sewer bill. So if you have water and sewer, you might still be paying that bill. And then your tenant might just be paying, you know, gas and electric. But if you're lucky enough to structure your lease and get tenants to agree to it where they're paying for all the utilities, so they're paying for trash, they're paying for gas, electric, water, sewer then you would have no additional expenses to worry about on the utility side of things. So then it would just be a matter of, okay, what's going wrong with the property during that one year the tenant's living there? Is you know the water heater going to go bad? Is the furnace going to go bad? Uh, is the toilet going to stop working? Uh, is, is drains or you know plumbing going to get clogged and you have to hire a plumber to come out? So there's going to be little expenses like that that might pop up here and there, but let's just say you have to pay 200 bucks to have a, a plumber come out and repair stuff you're still going to end up making you know, 15000 minus that two hundred, So you're still making $14,800. So that's just one example of how the profits could break down. It really is going to be kind of a hit or miss scenario of how good of a property and how fortunate and lucky you get right away in years one. Now, over time, things are going to go wrong. So if you're going to buy this property, let's say, and hold it for the next 15, 20 years, then yes, you're going to definitely at some point have to pay maintenance expenses out of your account. You're going to eventually have to replace the roof, have to replace, you know, the furnace, the water heater, have plumbing issues that go wrong, maybe electrical goes wrong at some point. So there's going to be those expenses down the road. But initially starting out, if you're buying a rental property and you're just planning to hold it for the short term, you could get lucky and buy a property that's already in pretty good shape and you could actually end up not having to spend much on repairs and maintenance while you own that property the first couple years. And so that's gonna leave more money in your account each year, and it's gonna to start to pile up and you're gonna be able to save it up quicker. And so in that case, let's go on to maybe the next step of how to analyze how much money you can make from rental properties. So the next step is to realize there's other ways you're gonna make money from owning rental properties. So you're not just collecting rent and paying out expenses and then taking home you know, a net profit at the end of the year, you're also making money from rental properties appreciation this is where the property value goes up in value it appreciates so this happens when your market is in a good strong demand cycle where there's lots of people out there trying to buy properties and there's not a whole lot of inventory of properties for sale this creates a larger demand than supply and this causes pricing wars bidding wars and pushes prices higher so, for example, if you bought a rental property in a high-demand subdivision that a lot of families want to move into because it's got a good school system, it's you know a safer neighborhood, that sort of thing, then your property value is probably going to go up over time. So let's just say over the next five years that you own this property, prices go up you know fifty percent from what they were five years ago. So maybe you bought the property for let's say hundred thousand dollars. Well, in five years from now, it could be worth hundred and fifty thousand dollars now because that pricing or the value of the property has appreciated over those five years as buyers just continue to hit that neighborhood and that area hard with demand and there's just not enough supply. So it just, people keep bidding over each other, really paying more than than what things are worth to make sure they get into that property. And so that helps raise everybody else's property values along with it. So that's another way you're gonna make money from rental properties and you can make a lot of money uh, through owning rental properties over a long period of time because property values tend to go up over time quite a bit. So that being said, the next best way you're going to make money owning rental properties is buying properties distressed conditions at well below their market value. So this means that the property might be worth, let's say $200,000, just an example, but you see that it's on the market for sale for $100,000. So it's well below its potential market value so how do we determine the market value of the property well again this has to do with what other homes are selling for in our market so let's just say let's pick a single neighborhood in your market for example if you look at that neighborhood odds are the developer built most of those houses pretty similar they're similar size they had similar number of bedrooms bathrooms so a lot of these homes are similar to each other so if five homes have recently sold in your neighborhood, for example, for $200,000, then you can assume that your home, since it's similar to these other homes, would probably sell for about $200,000. So that's how you can use the market and what the market's done as kind of a source or uh, what we call comps That you can use then to judge what price your property would be worth so when you're looking at neighborhoods you want to kind of learn what the resale value typically is in those neighborhoods for different types of properties two bedrooms are usually going to get less than what three bedrooms are going to get since you get an additional bedroom with three bedrooms people are willing to pay more so if you have a two bedroom investment property then you can discount off of the sales comps for three bedroom homes a little bit to adjust your price down to adjust for having a less bedroom For example, if you have a three bedroom, you would adjust higher than what you're seeing two bedrooms sell for since you have three bedrooms. So people will pay a little bit extra for that extra bedroom. Same with having an extra bathroom or maybe having a garage versus not having a garage. People might pay a little more. So there's going to be some things you need to adjust in your numbers, but you can generally get a good sense of what the housing values are in that neighborhood for certain types of properties. So once you know that specific kind of ballpark range of pricing. That's what we call market value. That's what you could fetch on the market if the property is in good condition. So good condition, that means, you know, the the materials that are used in the property are not super outdated. So maybe they have decent countertops. Maybe they have decent flooring in the house. um, You know, no major issues with the property like structural issues or roofs or furnaces, anything like that that could cost money. So if the house is in decent condition, then it's probably going to be able to get market value. A buyer's willing to pay, you know, that top dollar for that property. So in your case as the investor, you can make a lot of money by finding properties in distressed condition. Properties that have the flooring all torn up, walls are all damaged, you know, they've been vacant for a while. So clearly there's been maintenance issues here that needs resolved. So like maybe, again, I know it's repetitive, but the furnace has gone out or the water heater's gone out or the roof's leaking. Things like that that cause the property to not be worth as much as it could be if you have other options on the market to buy instead that already have good working mechanicals like the water heater and furnace and AC system, etc. So that's why your property you're looking at as a distressed property is going to get less on the market from buyers. And that's why they're going to price it lower because it needs work. It needs maintenance. So by going after these types of deals, you can build wealth quicker with rental properties Because you're not only getting rental property income every month, but you're also building in what's called equity or value in the property. So if you buy the property for $100,000, maybe it only costs you $20,000 to fix it up. You're handy, you do a lot of the work yourself, you don't have to outsource a lot, Uh, maybe repairs, you know, not as many things need done as you initially thought, or you get it done cheaper than you initially budgeted for. So maybe you spend $20,000 and now you've spent $100,000 to buy it and $20,000 to fix it up. So you're in the property now, out of pocket, $120,000. But the market value says, hey, this property is worth $200,000. That's what the house down the road just sold for that was real similar to this one. So now you just built $80,000 of potential equity in the property or value. So you could turn around and sell it today, and you'd be making a profit of $80,000. And so that's where a lot of wealth comes from, owning distressed rental properties that you eventually fix up to make them worth more, And you have them rented out, so you're collecting rental income, and they go up in value over time through price appreciation as buyers keep coming into that neighborhood, paying more and more and more each year to own houses in that neighborhood. And that pushes the value of everybody else's house up higher. So all these different methods kind of combine, and you can eventually start building substantial wealth through owning rental properties. So that's another answer to the question, how much money can you make owning rental properties? Well, you can make a lot of money through multiple factors of owning a rental property. So in the end, the question really lies, how much capital do you have to get started? How many properties are you trying to buy? Uh, What are the different costs of those properties in your market? And that's going to determine about how much money you have and can spend to acquire, you know, these different properties. And then from there, you're going to have to just determine how much rent you're going to be able to collect, what you think the operating expenses are going to be of that property each year. And then you'll start to be able to put down on paper what the expected profit's going to be on these properties. And you can start to weigh them against each other. So if you notice one property is going to have higher expenses than another, then it might make sense to buy the one that's going to have less expenses as you're going to have more profit and you're going to get a better return on your investment. So we're going to get more into analyzing deals and figuring out your profit and, and percentage ratios and how to compare investment choices so you can put your money to use into the best deals possible to make the highest return. And that's how ultimately you're going to make more money and make more money faster because you're going to be generating a better return and it's going to compound and you're going to have more money each year quicker by making bigger returns. So wait for that episode. It's coming up shortly. Uh, but in the meantime, take these tips today, study them about how you you know analyze rental properties for value using you know distressed properties, looking at the market value to see what kind of profit you can make after fixing it up, What the rental market looks like, you know, how much are different properties running for, whether the three beds, two beds, uh, square footage differences and how that affects the rental price that you can charge. And then look at what property taxes are in your market typically for, you know, certain types of housing and properties what insurance would probably be. You could go and get quotes from insurance companies if you need hard numbers. Uh, property taxes, you can get those hard numbers online by looking up the tax records on a property. So you can kind of get in a general ballpark of what you could charge and rent, what your expenses might look like. And then the the question mark is just what happens while you own the property, what things go bad, what things need repaired. That's kind of the unknown here that could eventually start costing you money out of pocket and impacting the type of return you get on your money on your investment property.